guy just <laughs> smacks the shit out of his microphone. <laughs> no, we're gonna cut second three. <laughs> we're gonna cut that out. No, <laughs> no. You're such a redacty, <laughs> sensory guy. Here we go. Let it roll, baby. All right, we're letting it roll. Warts and all. <laughs> you got to get used to that idea, my this friend. This is mostly warts is what we do. Yeah, and all, but yeah. mostly warts. <laughs> mostly yeah, warts, totally. Yeah. I agree with you. So I have to get I have to get uh, the, the elephant out of- compound W up in here. <laughs> For what? Are you familiar with compound W? Yeah, what's that do? It's a wart remover. Oh, that's right. It's a wart <laughs> remover with the little with the little glass dropper. And yeah, a little glass dropper, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. It's very, very medical. <laughs> you feel very. I feel very medical when I. Those were some of the most visceral commercials that ever aired on television. <laughs> Compound W, and they used to drip the little drop on there, and then it would shrink and everything. Because it, it pulls the wart up from the root. <laughs> That's what it says, and it gets you all like, well, that's the stuff I need, obviously. <laughs> and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't want anybody pulling out my warts from the root. That's so yes, gross. Yes, I want everyone pulling out my warts from the root. <laughs> I, want, I, just, I want them gone. I just whoever, want... <laughs> whoever can do it. <laughs> I just want the surface part removed. I want to keep the root. No, just... you don't. You definitely don't. No? That's how it becomes a repeat problem. But, yeah, yeah. I've never had you know? a problem with warts. Have you ever had a problem with warts? I, I've had I've had some planters warts. Oh yes, we heard about this. You chewed it off or something, right? That, <laughs> that, was, that was your solution. Well, I, well first of all, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Second, it's an affliction. God damn it! I mean, that's it's not that's not kind of you in any way. It's not supportive or understanding in any way. Uh, and I sliced it off with a razor, not chewed it off. That would be gross. <laughs> that would be compound Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sliced that bad boy right off. Said, nah, <laughs> nah, guy. From the coming, root. You're coming out. Sliced it from the root, this guy yeah, did. Then, and th- but then I discovered compound W. Good, good. This is what I love about our podcast. I didn't know we were going to talk about warts. No. You didn't know we were going to talk about warts. <laughs> Here we are. But here's something I do want to talk about. Great. Got to get the elephant out of the room and All tell, right. tell everybody that I have paid my debt to society. I have. Oh, yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have watched the night of, thereby paying off our, our, my debt on our bet. I mean, you kind of paid it off. What are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. When you when you take so long <laughs> to pay a debt back, it still it still puts me out. You understand what, what I'm saying? What is there interest? Compound interest? Well, I mean, there should be. I didn't <laughs> that was not stated up front, so I can't hold you to that. However, however, <laughs> uh it does seem like it took so long that it, all the steam all the fuel, all the wind is out of the sail now. I see. You're not enjoying no it. You're, yeah, you're not enjoying it as much because exactly. it took so exactly. long. Because I had to wait so long. I get you. You understand? I'm sorry about that. But why don't you give the people what they want? Obviously, they want to hear. Well, it's good. Everyone should watch it. It's definitely worth watching for sure. There's uh, yeah. John Turturro. You, great. You can hear it in the tone already, people <laughs> out there in listening land, that he, Bill did not enjoy it nearly as much as I did. And that's fine. <laughs> That is fine. We don't we don't have to like everything the same. Exactly. Um, but I, I am curious to know where you thought it fell a little shy. Okay. Well, I'll, let's start with the things I did like. So okay. I love John Turturro. He's terrific in it. All the acting is really good, you know. Yeah. Except for maybe one person or two. Uh, I loved, um, like, the first couple of episodes were great. 
And I find this is what happens to me with like TV shows and like serials like stuff. Right. I'll get really excited after the first two or three episodes. And then I've some for some reason, they start to fall off a little bit. And I think right. that, that happened here. But the other person I really loved in this was the guy who plays the detective. Uh, who I, I didn't recognize. Like I didn't know who this guy was. But he was amazing. I was like, this guy is so good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found the the middle part like uh, it started to droop a little bit for me. The, there's a, the, the the thing of it is it's like a mashup of a whole bunch of different genres, right? It's like a police procedural. It's a murder mystery. It's a courtroom drama. It's right. A, it's a prison, you know, drama. It's got right. all this stuff. It, um, yeah, that's what I thought you'd love about it. Yeah, it's a mashup of a whole bunch of different genres. But some of them I thought weren't as good as others. And so it kind of like it sort of diluted the story a little bit for me uh-huh, because it was uh-huh. so broad. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's what the what my problem was. So when the the part, the portion, spoiler alert, where he goes to prison, I, I found a little less enjoyable than the rest of it. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That Totoro's character also had some foot issues in this, which I Oh, I that's right. He he did very well. He did. <laughs> he, <laughs> He just seems like a guy with a bunch of foot fungus. Yeah, he's got psoriasis. Yeah, yeah. it's gross. But and by the way, speaking of that, there were two. I noticed uh, two people in this thing that I knew. I don't uh, one that I I've met personally, and the other one who I've met but I don't know personally. Okay. But one is this guy Victor Verhage, who I've worked with before years ago. Uh, Verhage. Yeah, he plays one of the like CSI cop guys, and he's only in like a couple of the early episodes. All right, and then uh, the first doctor that that uh, Totoro goes to see for his psoriasis, yes, is Jeremy Shamos, one of my favorite uh, theater actors. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, he's great. He's the best. He, and he played, by the way, James Link in the most recent uh, revival of Glengarry Glen Ross on Broadway when um, Ricky, or when yeah, when Ricky played Shelley, is what Wait, I was right. going to say. <laughs> when <laughs> right, when right, Uncle right. Al played Shelley, right, right, he played Link. How about it? Yeah, how about that? What's his name? Shamos? Jerry, Jeremy Shamos. Shamos. Yeah, he's great. He's hilarious. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and he's always great. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, and a nice guy, Shout too. Shout out to Shamos. Yeah, he's really cool. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, if, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely watch it, because it's good. Yeah, it's really good, but, you know, I mean, the way you're selling it. <laughs> well, you sell it. Tell, tell the people. Who's going to watch it? Tell the people. What I've did, sold it. What did you like about it? I loved everything about it, okay. top to bottom. I think the writing is top notch. Yep. Performances are great. Yep. Story is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't sense the same lag that you sensed, and I also feel like you. That's kind of your approach to life. Like your early years, you were all about them, <laughs> and then now, as you know, you just you just get bored too easy. You just you can't <laughs> stick with a thing. You, you just if there's this, the slightest bit of a. A, a pace change you just you check out <laughs> you check out you're you're looking down at your phone i know i know what you're doing i can't I say you're, you're wrong doing. i can't say you're wrong no i know you're dipping you're <laughs> dipping you're dipping and you're dabbing you're dropping and you're and you're stopping i know how you do but it's okay it's okay this is it's great the, i think I, in fact the pace is one of the things i loved about it ah. how when it did sort of dip it, the the moments themselves became sort of longer and we got more to explore in terms of character and in terms of story and how that built towards the the tension and i don't know i just i, I liked everything about it i, I run don't walk 
Right. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. It is. It's it's brilliantly produced, beautifully directed. Uh, looks really good, and the um the, the like you said the breadth uh, of the story is very impressive. Like there's just uh, so yeah. much detail and stuff that goes into all of the different interactions of all the characters and then all the other stuff in the family dynamics and the dynamics between the different characters. And it's really, yeah, really well done. Yeah, totally. 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 Well, there you go. You watched it. Yeah, I did. Here's a fucking cookie. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get a cookie. Well, yeah, you got cookies. I would have watched cookies. it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got cookies. <laughs> When have you ever seen me and not had a cookie or some kind of brownie cookie hybrid? <laughs> very rarely. Very, very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. 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 That's what I like people to walk away with after an interaction with me. <laughs> it's like, well, he was kind of a salty asshole, but he had cookies. <laughs> Guy always has cookies. <laughs> that's a win. I mean, that's... <laughs> exactly. You come out positive on that. Yeah. How many people in this world can you say that about? <laughs> not many. Exactly. Guy's got cookies. <laughs> well welcome everyone to glenn gary glenn ross infinite are you all right there <laughs> i just had a little thing that's all the glenn gary glenn ross infinite podcast your source for wart removal solutions uh, you stole mine a better <laughs> way to have cookies from an asshole <laughs> is there a better way <laughs> Well, we're going to keep, we're innovating. That's so right. we're going to keep finding the new ways. The new ways. Okay, good. So wh- I have one question before we get into this, the numerology hour slash segment. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> why are we still doing this? <laughs> because we don't have anything else to do. We don't have anything else to do. And you and you are diehard wrap it up guy. Well, uh, yeah, I would like to kind of, you, you know, see, see some. And I respect that. See some bows put on some of these loose ends here. I would like that. That'd be yeah, nice. You're throwing bows. Yeah. You're like Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> you're throwing bows everywhere. You got to put a bow on this, put a bow on that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Great. I'm with you on that. You know that. Oh, good. Um, And I, I had just a question. Wanna, I just want to be done. But I. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And yet you have not given me one of your 10,000 other ideas for another podcast. As Are you kidding date. me? No, I'm not kidding you. I mean, I, I mean, I know I haven't given them to you, but that doesn't mean you, should, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't doubt that I have them. I don't doubt it. I know you have them. I, I have them. I, I just wonder why I don't have them. <laughs> if you have them, and I do not have your because I need all your focus on wrapping this up. <laughs> no, I, I can't have you thinking ahead yet. But maybe that'll maybe that see that's that's I'm I have to say that's the wrong stra- strategy, strategy, <laughs> be- strategy because um, what that'll make me linger on this more and I want to really tie it up. You know what I mean? So like if but if there's something else I'd be excited about and I'm like oh fuck this then. All right. Well, that I, might I m- need you get me to wrap it up quicker. I need you committed to bows. <laughs> Commit to the bow, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and maybe we'll take a different tack. Maybe we'll talk after. <laughs> Grease the skids a little bit if is you, what I'm if saying you to need, you. If you need an apple dangling in front of you to run a little faster, then maybe that's what I do. <laughs> a cookie, okay? if you don't mind. A cookie. <laughs> dangling right? cookie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll dangle a cookie. Yeah, give me some cookies. Shoot me a couple right. cookies. That would help. Hey, do nothing but give this guy cookies. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm withholding the cookie guy. Could be a donut. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, you know. You never really took to the donuts. Metaphorically speaking. 
<laughs> it could be a cookie or a donut. Well, anything could be a donut, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I guess that's true. Practically anything. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Donuts are like let's that. Find let's find let's, out. <laughs> let's explore some numerology and see if it could all be donuts. All right, let's do that. All right. Science, math, and geology. Another stuff is numerology. Numerology. All right, we're at episode... 61. That's amazing. 61 is the natural number following 60 and preceding 62. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm glad you're back to doing something. <laughs> I'm just for the record, I, I like you doing something rather than nothing. Okay, good. Well, that's good All to right? know. Good to know. Even if it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Which really isn't much. It's not much, but it's something. Okay. <laughs> It shows you're with me and you're listening, and I'm not so sure that's the case all the time. <laughs> all right. 61 is the 18th prime number. Ah. It is also a twin prime with 59. Nice. Now, I remember that. I remember that from the 59 episode. That's right. Right. Yeah. 59 and 61. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. On the, either side of 60. Twinning. Bookmarking 60. That's right. Wait, what? Winning? Twinning. Twinning. It's a twin prime with 59. <laughs> It is also a Cuban prime. Oh, tell me not, more about uh, that. Not at all what you'd think. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a Cuban sandwich. No, or like, yeah, like, say hello to my little prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping right? for. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, oh. a, it's, it's the, the role of cubes. Oh, I see. You know, the yeah. prime number is like a, a two things are cubed. Sure, sure, sure. It's a Cuban prime. Gotcha. Uh, I think we could have found a better way to say that. I think so, too. Although it did lead to a little say hello to my little prime. So, <laughs> I mean, that's fun. Hey, monk. <laughs> what number you think you are? You better be a Cuban prime. <laughs> the exponent of the ninth Mersen prime is 61. Mersen? Mersen. All right. For those of you keeping score at home, that is M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. Oh, I guess that could be Mersenne, but I'm going to go Mersenne. I was thinking Mersenne. Yeah, Mersenne is good. I like that. Mersenne. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. 61 is the sum of two squares. It is. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 36 yeah. and Play 25. We're playing the game. 36 and 25. Oh, no. That, what? I mean, yes. In a what? Kind of. Kind of. Six, You're close. Six You're very close. Six and five? It's Yes. About? Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like you got the answer right on Jeopardy, but you didn't say who is. <laughs> it's kind of like what happened there. <laughs> well, thanks, Alex, for giving to me anyway. <laughs> well, look, man, we are sticklers, <laughs> if nothing else. But Trebek and me always have cookies. <laughs> so hang in there. Okay. It is a centered square number. Mm, namaste. Or the Paul Lind number. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Wasn't he the center square? He was. That's absolutely right. Give me a little Paul Lind. I know you got a Paul Lind. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one of his one of his funny jokes, but I can't think of one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I think you just moaning like <laughs> Paul Lind was getting, <laughs> was teabagging. was fine with me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. Did you mean his big fat cock? <laughs> Circle gets a square. Yeah, you're goddamn right it does. <laughs> it is a centered hexagonal number. Oh, that's fun. A centered decagonal number. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
and the sixth Euler zigzag number. Euler zigzag? <laughs> Euler zigzag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is very centered. So you're thinking it's all just very calm and very, you know, <laughs> namaste. Then all of a sudden this zigzag thing happens, and now, now I don't know what to do. It's just keeping you on your toes. Wow. It's a Euler zigzag. It's very unpredictable, 61. Be- Which sounds like it could be a donut. <laughs> to go back to the other. Give me uh, two of the Boston creams. Give me a crawler. Give me two of the Euler zigzags. <laughs> give me the same thing to go, and I'll tell you something else. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. I would love a Euler zigzag right about now. Right? Yeah. Sounds good. Like you make them in the little, you know, they have yeah. the little thing on them with yeah, the stuff. Like, I'm imagining top. it's, yeah, I'm imagining that it's <laughs> like a, um, it's a donut. Okay. <laughs> and then it's got, it's an ice. Can you say it the right way? <laughs> no. Great. <laughs> it's That's fantastic. It's an iced donut. So let's say it's got like. The, the the brown chocolate icing and then a it's zigzag got a glaze, right? Yeah, and then a zigzag like white icing zigzag pattern across oh. it. That's my uh-huh. that's my Goes version. Back to the Paul Lynn situation. <laughs> yeah, that's my version of a Euler zigzag. <laughs> a white icing. Just it, zigzagged around. Okay. That's right. Although it could be yeah. different colors. Like why why are we sticking with brown and white? Why don't we go with well, something fun like blue and purple? Well, I don't first of all, you did that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I blame I, I did not do brown and white. I blame Paul Lind. <laughs> Of course you do. Uh, it's a unique prime, since no other prime has six-digit period in base 14. Of course it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's de Yeah. And finally, it is a Keith number. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about old Keith. Old Keith. He's got, his, he's got a few numbers, <laughs> and uh, this is one of them. Keeps them out in the garage, likes to go tinker around with them every once in a while. Yeah, he's out in the number shed. His <laughs> wife is like, what are you doing out there, Keith? <laughs> I'm making a sandwich, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith number. Keith. Gotta love Keith. Yeah. Uh, moving into some science. Oh, You're going to yes. love this, baby. You're going to love this. Really? Yeah, you're gonna, you really are. I'm excited. You're going to give me one of those, ho, 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 you're going to do one of those. <laughs> In science, the chemical element with the atomic number 61 is promethium. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> See? I knew it! <laughs> promethium. This is promethium. very godly. This is mythical. This is great. Indeed, all of that. Yeah. Promethium, uh, which, uh, you know, taken from the Greek Prometheus, yeah. meaning, I thought we should touch on this really quick, meaning forethought. Oh. Prometheus. The thing that I have. Before thought. Wait, you have that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always That's thinking ahead. Very self-aggrandizing. <laughs> always thinking ahead. I don't, I don't think of you that way. Really? Yeah. No. You're you're much more of an afterthought guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am an afterthought. <laughs> no, that's also true. <laughs> but here's a little quiz for you. Okay. I found this out. I did a vast amount of research. Okay. Humans are in a way Promethean, and I want to know if you know how oh. or why. Why I might say that. Humans are Promethean. In uh, a way. In a if way. you know the story of Prometheus. I get them confused. And his struggle. Okay, well, that's going to that's gonna slow you down right there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the only story, I'm, I'm confusing it right now with Sisyphus, which I know is wrong. 
Right. Uh, but Sisyphus I, is the rolling rock the, up the hill guy. Right, right, right. Prometheus. Both punished by Zeus, so yeah. you're on the right track yeah, there. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I can't remember what Prometheus's problem was. So Prometheus played a little trick on Zeus where he hid... He hid a little, a little tasty, tasty morsel of beef inside an ox body, so <laughs> Zeus would never know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's like something delectable inside something Zeus would never eat. That's a great but idea. But when he found out, boy, he was steaming mad. That's a great, that's a great gag. That one <laughs> never gets old. The old beef in the ox thing, hilarious. That old chestnut. I do that to somebody every April first. Sometimes love it. I do it with a chestnut. <laughs> 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 do you put the beef in the chestnut or do you put the chestnut in the ox? Other way around, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so so his punishment was to be chained to a rock and then every day an eagle would come and eat his liver out yes. of the side of his body. That's right, yes. And then he would it would regrow for the next day's torture. Right, right, right. That's brilliant. Um but humans, you know, if you were to if I were to take a portion of your liver, it would regenerate. That's correct. The only organ Which, in the body. Makes one wonder, uh, you know, did the Greeks have a hint of this? Oh, it doesn't does. it? it? I mean, does. It, it, I'm not. I have no. There's no. There's no proof of this in any way. But do, isn't it interesting? It is. They must have known. They must have. They picked that organ, and the and fact that, that organ they, would regenerate, and the fact that they knew that there was a liver, right? At all, like and it, you know, they did some crazy experimenting on humans. Oh, you for, know, they must have for sure, for sure, right? So, yeah, I think you're right. I think they knew there was a liver. I think they probably, uh, some guy maybe got a, some, his liver injured in some way, and they, they observed it growing back or something. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, the only way you'd think is that they opened it up and checked it again after he was dead or whatever. And they're like, yeah. this thing is normal size again. Right. <laughs> How'd he do that? <laughs> and then they and wrote then them, somebody was like, get me a pen. That's right. I got to write this down. <laughs> that's right. And then they came up with that hilarious myth. <laughs> because both both characters in that myth are some really sick motherfuckers, right? Like putting the beef yeah, inside sure. the ox and then, oh, I'll show you. I'm going to have an eagle come and nip at your liver every day. Yeah, they yeah, there's a lot of a lot of god versus man, man versus god stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, there's the chains, there's the eagle eating the liver, there's the stones, there's a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I cannot argue with Prometheus or any of the uh the Greek mythological figures being mad at the gods. I mean, we poking, sh- poking at the gods. We yeah, should exactly. be mad. Look at this yeah. place. Look at this fucking place. We should be yeah. mad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're never going to win against the gods, but that's no. never going to stop man from trying. And that's, that's the undying spirit of man. There you go. There I do go. Yeah. And I just, yeah, and so there you go. There you go. That's my do you- donut to you. All right, I got a little riddle for you then, since we're doing... Oh, Greek you got a riddle. riddle. Yeah, it's like your riddle about right. the Prometheus. How is it that you and Zeus are similar? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, uh, nothing's jumping out at Well, me. if I had taken some beef and put <laughs> it into a donut and fed it to you, yeah, you would be just as mad at Zeus as M- Zeus was at Prometheus when he put the yeah. beef inside the ox. And I'm, I'm not stopping at your liver, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. <laughs> Every organ you got <laughs> on a slab. <laughs> that would be that would be horrible. That's mean, right? That's really mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's mean. 
Uh, I want. I wonder about the state of my liver. Just, just saying. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. So does your liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> All right. Back into promethium. Okay. It's a chemical element with the symbol PM and the atomic number sixty-one. Huh. All of its isotopes are radioactive. Nice. So that's fun. <laughs> that is right? really fun. <laughs> it's an extremely rare element. Ooh. Only about 500 to 600 grams naturally occurring in the Earth's crust at any given time. Whoa, that's nothing. That's like literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you could miss it. <laughs> Pretty easy. <laughs> How do we even know it's there? Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. Um, promethium is one of two radioactive elements that are followed in the periodic table by elements with stable forms. The other being technetium. Uh-huh. Uh... And also, chemically, promethium is a lanthanide, just so hey, you know. yeah. Because I know you love that series we of, <laughs> of earth metals. Of course I do. And it's also a leader. I mean, let's face it. It's not a follower like those other non-radioactive people. That's right. Yeah. It's out, out right. front. You know. Stable elements follow promethium. That's right. That's right. And they better. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be on this periodic table? Close. <laughs> Right? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. In 1902, Bahuslav Brauner <laughs> Brauner suggested that there was a then unknown element with properties intermediate between those of the known elements neodymium and samarium. Okay. This was then confirmed in 1914 by Henry Hank Mosley. Mosley! <laughs> You think that's how he got greeted at the bar? <laughs> Mosley! <laughs> Sometimes, you know, and then there was another, like, crowd of his friends who would be like, Hank! Hey, yeah, yeah. H-Mo. Yeah. They called him H-Mo, probably. H-Mo. <laughs> H-Mo, how you doing, H-Mo? What's going on? Uh, practical applications for promethium exist only for chemical compounds of the promethium-147. Hmm, the prome so all the other... Iteration, what, what? <laughs> Promethium-147 space <laughs> modulator. Uh, knew. Always leave room for Marvin. That's right, he knew that was coming. I did, well, I didn't know, no. but I'm, I'm, glad. I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad he came by. Um, Promethium-147, which are used in luminous paints, oh. atomic batteries, Ooh. and thickness measurement devices. <laughs> <laughs> like a caliper? Like what are we not a caliper? Yeah, not unlike a caliper. Okay. But why would yeah. you need promethium for that? Well, I mean, I think we're talking on the atomic level, but Gotcha. So like we're talking nanometers of thickness. That's right. Yeah. I mean, not like you're not like measuring the brake pads on your car. <laughs> Whatever with right. your Right. Right. Well, yeah. we're going to need yeah. a super radioactive element for this. <laughs> Guys, bring it in. <laughs> Is this why the labor costs are so high at the mechanic? <laughs> Can you pinch an inch? Better get out the promethium and check. Oh, shit. I got to go on a diet. And I need to get some anti-radioactive treatments in here because I just got... Yeah, that's right. No, that'll that'll take the pounds right off. <laughs> yeah. Melt them away. That's right. Indeed. Literally. Thickness measurement devices. There's a whole world. <laughs> By the way, that's a new podcast idea for you. 
Well, we're only going to talk about thickness measurement devices. I like it. Starting with the vagina. <laughs> and probably ending with the vagina. <laughs> like, like life. Right, right. Yeah, sure. It starts and ends. That's right. Mostly wait, wait, wait. Starts. I was going to say... It doesn't have to end. I was going to say my life is going to end in a I bit. mean, I was hoping that it ends that way. <laughs> I just... I, it doesn't, you know... Yeah, if you're lucky. Not, not for everybody, I guess. Yeah, if you're lucky, it ends that way. Yeah, yeah, or or unlucky. Yeah. Depends on it. Really depends on the, the how it goes down. That's right. Like my my or up. My high school physics teacher found in a in a sleazy hotel room with a, uh, a lady of the night <laughs> when he died of a heart attack. Yeah, on top of her. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> not 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 for her. No, not for his wife no, either. No, it was not quite no, well. quite the dream, but yeah. Well, maybe she should have been a little more attentive. <laughs> All I'm saying. <laughs> she was not measuring Moving measuring his thickness appropriately. That's right. Enough. Not as often as she should have been. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Moving into astronomy, and we have a Messier object. Hurrah! M61, a magnitude 10.5 galaxy in the constellation Virgo. Nice. That's right. We also have an NGC, buddy. Fantastic. NGC 61, a double spiral galaxy in the constellation Pisces. Double spiral. Yeah, we got double spirals. We got Euler zigzags. We're all over the shop. <laughs> you can't stop us. No, I love it. It's fantastic. Right? Yeah. We also have a couple a couple of other elements going on here. Okay. Uh, 61 Ursa Majoris uh-huh. is located about 31.1 light years from the sun. Huh. How do you like that? I like it. Is, is that different from, I guess it's different from the regular Ursa Major? Well, I think this this one is 61 Ursa Majoris. Uh-huh. So it's not like you're, maybe it's a satellite uh-huh. of the... The Big Bear? Of the Ursa Major. Yeah, okay. Could be. Could be. And then 61 Cygni, which was christened the Flying Star Aww. in 1792 by Giuseppe Piazzi <laughs> for its unusually large proper motion. Nice. And I want to say that's also why they call me the Flying Star. Cygni. <laughs> Cygni. <laughs> I love that that despicable woman behind the counter at the bodega is just talking about stars. <laughs> 61 Signy. This is the lady that works at like a health insurance place. What insurance you got, hon? Signy? Signy. Signy? <laughs> we didn't take Signy, hon. Ah, damn it. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a mess. This country is such a mess. Right? Ain't it? Just take my insurance, lady. <laughs> What is it, Signe? <laughs> it's whatever you need it to be. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Moving into some other stuff. Okay. Some g- general 61-ery. Yeah. Uh, 61 is the number of the French department of Urn. 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 61 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to Australia. Hey, that's fun. Oh, you were all going to do a little Australian accent there, weren't you? And I swallowed it, yeah. <laughs> Good eye, mate. Hey, you about go? We put another shrimp on a barbie. Yeah, how would I barbie. call that guy? Put another shrimp on a barbie. 
you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Bart calls Australia and he gets in all kinds of trouble? It's hilarious. I don't recall that one right off the top. <laughs> he like calls Australia to ask, just to ask uh, a stranger if the toilets go in the reverse direction down there in the Southern Hemisphere. Well, that's a that's a legit fact finding uh, endeavor. Exactly. Very right? very important to find that out. Yeah, Bart should not have been should not have uh, endured any punishment for that. No, well, he racked up a lot of phone charges or something. Yeah, that's the problem. That happens. Yeah, because he dialed what sixty one. Sixty one. It's gonna get you into some trouble. That's right. Sixty one is a two thousand and one baseball movie directed by Billy Crystal. Oh, I never saw that. You didn't? All about Roger Maris. But I'm kind of remembering that Roger Maris, was Roger Maris played by... Go ahead. Uh, 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 that guy. Okay, I got to think of his name. Go from, ahead. From True Grit and from so uh, Saving close. Private Ryan. Right? You're was so it that close. guy? His name is... Uh, oh, God, I can see him. You're so close. I can see the spit coming out of his mouth in True Grit. If you had a, if you know, if you had a, you had a little a slice of pizza, but it wasn't quite doing it for you. You wanted to put a little something on top. Oregano. Yeah, yeah. His name is Barry fucking Oregano. <laughs> Barry Pepper. Yes, Barry fucking Pepper. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, I remember now, but I never yeah. saw the movie. Barry Pepper, Thomas Jane, mm. Anthony Michael Hall. Mm. Really fun. Really fun. Cool. Yeah, I, w- I recommend it. All right, good. I uh, I really, uh, Barry Pepper brought a new, like, sort of, uh, not a new, I mean, I'm sure people that lived through the story uh, uh, really had a lot of empathy for old uh, Roger Maris. But uh, for me, uh, Barry Pepper really brought that to life. Cool. All right. Yeah, he's, he's very good. If you like a baseball film, it's a good one. Nice. And uh, clearly a labor of love for Mr. Crystal, who who is a huge Yankee fan and a huge baseball fan. Right, right. That's fun. Um, yeah. Have we? Yeah, we did. Golly. I think we no, did. No, we didn't. We didn't? No, we didn't. I thought we did. I'm talking about Bill Crystal, buddy. Uh, we definitely did him, didn't we? No, what? I know I had him in, uh, it, it, uh we had him in something. I think <laughs> I had him. I think I had him in. Well, oh, well then, then confirmed. <laughs> I think I had him in my comedian. Remember when we cast comedians as the people? As the you characters. cast Bill Crystal as a stand-up comedian? No, I cast Bill Crystal as one of the characters <laughs> in Gungary Glen Ross. But he's not. I, all right. All right. But you want to hey, cast him we again? Did it. I say we didn't. Who cares? He, this shit's dead. <laughs> We're done with this podcast anyway. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and I remember it be only because you ridiculed me so hard for choosing Billy Crystal for the role that I had him in, which I don't even remember what it was. I think it was maybe James Link. And, but and you had someone I gave better. You cookies. <laughs> you see, you see what I do. I see that. That's what I do. See this? You see these cookies? Uh, you see these cookies? Wait, you see this? <laughs> I also know that we cast Barry Pepper. Yeah, I knew that. But uh, and now it's just really seeming like I'm trying to shoehorn in a who would they play, which I am totally doing. <laughs> Let's cast Thomas Jane. Who would they play? Who would they play? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I've got my phone out. I'm trying to IMDb Thomas Jane because the name sounds familiar. It rings a bell, but well, I can't wait, you don't the don't guy. bring him up. We're not going to play the top four IMDb game. Oh right, right, right. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get know it. Who it is? I guess it's not uh, really sixty-one. 
I know he was in that movie. Yeah, he was. That, and that's not in his top four. Okay, then I'm done. I mean, he's had a pretty nice career. His name sounds really familiar. If you're Thomas Jane, you're not upset with how things have gone, I would say. Let me see a picture of him. Maybe I can... Oh, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, take a gander at him. He's Mickey okay. Mantle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he was Mickey Mantle. He's quintessential Mantle. Okay. He's he's like the Earth's crust. <laughs> he is quintessential Mantle. I don't think I could name three other movies he was in, though. For real? Yeah. All right. I, I mean, mean that's He fair. looks so that's, familiar. It's fair. It's fair. I think no, he's been he, in a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't... I, I don't like he doesn't stick out like he's yeah, one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, he's, you know? He can be forgettable. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Um, but it, the, what I know of him and I've you know, I followed his career very, very closely. Um, s- since 61, I'll say. OK. Because <laughs> I was like that guy that played Mantle, pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Magnolia. He's like he's peppered through. He's in Boogie Nights. He's peppered throughout a lot of good films. Face Off. I didn't. I didn't mean to include that as a good film. She's just. <laughs> he's in it. <laughs> but all. he is in Boogie Nights. He's tremendous because I, I see he played Todd Parker, and that's a hilarious role. And he's yeah, great. And he's really good in it, right? Yeah, he's like, great. Yeah, yeah. He's got the big mustache and everything. Yeah, he's great. Exactly. Yeah, and he did. He he did. He took a turn as Frank Castle, the Punisher. Oh. Uh, in a in a really terrible movie, but he he wasn't bad. He really wasn't bad. So okay. uh, y- y- you're starting to get the sense that he's you know he's not terrible. Yeah, I do get that sense. You'll you'll take him if you yeah. if you have to have him. Sure, I will. And if you're casting a Roger Maris, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a Mickey Mantle, uh, that's your guy. What if you're casting someone from Glengarry Glen Ross? <laughs> exactly the Where question, do you put isn't him? it? Yeah, that is the um, question. That's a tough one. I like him as Blake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I okay. like. I think he'd be a great Blake. All right. Um, all right. I'll go with that. I was thinking Moss, but I'll go with Blake. Yeah, I don't think he's got the fire for Moss. Okay, that's fair. You know, I, what I mean? you know him better than I do. So. He's kind of a. He's kind of a more of a commanding presence. Handsome. Handsome. You know? Handsome. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes. All right, Tommy Can Jane. There you go. I love it. <laughs> TJ, get in the corral. <laughs> All right. Well, just to sum up, uh, sharing sharing the corral with <laughs> Kevin Hart. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Foster. Oh, nice. Kudos to us. Uh-huh. Mr. T. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Put that coffee down, fool. <laughs> Nipsey Russell. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's just pretty good, right? I mean, how am I going to pick when I go to make my Final Fantasy picks between I don't know Nipsey that Russell you can, buddy. and Mr. T? I don't know that this is something you can pick. Wow. That's tough. It is. It's all tough. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Clint Eastwood, Charles S. Dutton. Uh, wow. Right? That's a full corral. That's fulsome. Yeah, we go Blake a lot. Yeah. I think uh, I think uh, by you know it, it necessitates it. Sometimes some guys like, you don't want them as the top four. You don't want that's them right. as a salesman. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you want them in, you want them out. You know, yeah, it's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah you want to get it, get a taste, get a taste of Thomas Jane. Move <laughs> along, <laughs> right? That's right. All right, and we are also going to move along. Good. Um, Highway sixty one revisited is a Bob Dylan album. Oh. One of my top. This is a desert island disc for me. Wow! For those of you that know what that is, 
Wow. Uh, this is a top five album all time for me. Wow. If I had to listen to maybe one album for the rest of my life, this would be certainly in the mix. Wow. This album is phenomenal. Wow. What? When? When did this come out? The, you, you don't. You. When I said Highway 61 revisited, you. Uh, you had a blank face. Your blank face on your face. Yeah. Sure. That's my normal resting <laughs> blank face. Um, the year that this came out, like, is it recent Bob Dylan or is it like released classic August thirtieth, nineteen sixty-five? No, it is not recent. So that's like right in the sweet spot. Well, I mean, I, I look. I the second or third album of my of my faves of of Dylan's would be one of the more recent ones. So it's right. like you know, it's a little a little from column A, a little from column B. I don't know where the sweet spot is with this guy. I just know he's a genius. Okay, but it, it's got like a Rolling Stone on it. You'll know that song, of certainly. course. Of course, right? I do. Yeah, just like Tom Tom Thumb's Blues, Desolation Row. These are great songs. Um, and yeah, and uh, d- so when Dylan was growing up in the fifties, Highway sixty one stretched from the Canadian U S. border uh, in the far northeast of Minnesota through Duluth, where he's from. Um, and Dylan, uh, uh, sort of took to the fact as a kid that it, it's that he could go all the way down to the Mississippi Delta using that road if he wanted to. Okay. And so it's from a, from a very young age, he, he was sort of fascinated by this highway that could get him to where he thought he belonged. Gotcha. You know? Yes. Uh, and, and we do have uh, an old reel to reel recording of Dylan talking about the album and why he named his landmark album highway 61 revisited. And I'd like to play that for you now. Okay. Highway 61, the main thoroughfare of the country blues, begins about where I began. I always felt like I started on it. I always had been on it. I could go anywhere from there, even down to the deep Delta country. It was the same road full of the same contradictions and the same one-horse towns, the same spiritual ancestors. It was my place in the universe. I always felt like it was in my blood. How about that, huh? Wow, that that's, uh, that was uh, amazing. The quality of that recording was really good. Well, I did I did a little enhancement. It wasn't as scratchy as I expected it to be. I did a little, I did a, did a little click enhance button a couple well of times. Wow. Yeah, I did it more than once. <laughs> I wasn't fucking around. <laughs> All right, so he likes that road. He likes to get on that road driver. Well, road. that whole yeah, that I mean that whole album is indicative of of the the origins of him as an artist and the origins of Bob Dylan evolving out of Robert Zimmerman, you know. Wow. It's all the the classic lore stuff that if you're a Dylan fanatic like I am, you know, that it's meaningful to you. Sure, sure. Cosmo knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Your blank stare is excruciating. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> There is the Highway 61 Blues Festival that occurs in Leland, Mississippi. <laughs> Sammy Sosa is a big fan. Hello, Leland, Mississippi. <laughs> I love you, Leland. <laughs> uh, Highway 61 is a 1991 film set on U.S. Route 61. Oh. Right. Never saw it. Don't know me anything either. about it. No, me either. Part 61 is a law created by the FAA regarding medical exams. 
Oh. This law has often come under attack by the AOPA. <laughs> that is the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Okay. Yeah. But they don't like Part 61. Well, it seems weird that there's some sort of medical thing about that has to do with planes. Like it doesn't uh, seem weird at all. I think it has to do with pilots <laughs> having medical exams, which I am all for. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. Now it makes more sense. I thought right? these the exams were having like happening like in the plane while they were flying. I, I don't. So like, that's not what I took away. It's time for my annual exam, Doc. <laughs> Get in seat two A. And I'll fly you up to 28,000 feet and you can give me an exam. That was not my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how I interpreted this information. <laughs> so the exams happen on the ground. Prior to flying, yeah. Right. You got to get so cleared. So that we know that you are fit to fly. Right. You got to get cleared before you or, get behind yeah. the wheel. We, right. we yeah. call it the old FTF in the biz. <laughs> fit to fly. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Part 61. Okay. That's right. Part 61. I'm in favor of it myself. Yeah, I am too. I mean, what if uh, what if a pilot is not unlike your sad social studies teacher or whoever the fuck? What about Just, him? Well, you know they're up there getting BJs from the stewardesses. <laughs> what if uh, what if a heart can't take it? That's right. That's then all of a sudden right. we're on yeah. autopilot. Can anyone on board fly a plane? I got to rush to the cockpit. <laughs> That's right. It's a whole thing. I don't need that. <laughs> That's right. He'd be the member of the... I don't know what they call the club when you die a mile high, <laughs> but there might be a club for that. When you die a mile high. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of an Irish poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, how you sigh when, when you, you die. die a mile high. I like it. The P-61 is the Northrop designed fighter first designated as the XP-61. Nice. It first f- took flight on May 26, 1942. I feel like it has a nickname. Does the P-61 it have does, a nickname? It does. Oh, my God. Is, is it the Spitfire? No. Oh. No, not even close, but it does the, have a nickname. Is it the Peanut? You can never let me be impressed for longer than a second before you ruin it. <laughs> I was like, this guy knew it had a nickname. And then you're like... <laughs> I know, I know, I know it, I know it, but I can't, I'm not getting it. I'm not bringing it to the front of my brain. Is it, it the vanilla donut? <laughs> it, it was also known as the Black Widow. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. And is the, as it was the first fighter aircraft designed to be a night fighter. Oh, cool. Night fighter. That would have been better. I see instead of night rider. Yeah, night fighter. A shadowy flight into a dangerous world. <laughs> I like Night Fighter. I th- it sounds I like, like a movie. That. Night Fighter, starring Steve McQueen. I like that. Jason much Robards. Than... <laughs> and introducing Dirk Dangler. I love this movie. This sounds great. <laughs> Wouldn't you go see it? Yeah, I'd go see that over Black Widow any day. Hell yeah, Night Fighter. Night Fighter. They should have yeah. just called it Night Fighter. <laughs> they really should have. Black Widow. What a mistake. No, huge, huge misstep there, guys. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 61A is the London address of Margot Wendis. You might know this. I do know and this. And Tony Wendis. Wendis, uh-huh. the famous tennis player who tried to murder his wife That's in right. Dial M for Murder. My man. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, 61A. That's where they lived. That's right. He. Uh, it's, uh, I love that, that movie, by the way. Of course, directed by Alfred Hitchcock and was originally shot in 3D. Uh and uh, it's it's weird because it's like a 
you know, it's like a murder mystery that takes place in someone's living room. <laughs> and that's right. like the only location. Right. And yet it's in three, this startling 3D. Watch, <laughs> watch out as the, co- the couch comes flying off the screen right towards you. Look out for that table lamp. <laughs> the you know, saucer is coming right for us. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's it is. Weird. It's hilarious. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it dozens of times. And every time I watch it, I try to look at like where in the world they're putting the 3D in this movie. And, you know, other than like the murder, the scene where, she, where they try right. to murder her, there's like right. not many places where there's like some weird thing like you know the detective brushes his mustache with a comb it's like <laughs> look out <laughs> well, now i have know? a question for you yeah because you have you have vast knowledge of of these the, this era of filmmaking was it just had the technology come far enough or was it something that hitchcock was sort of innovating no it was it, i think it was pretty popular at that point it was a big gimmick you know to get people to go to the theater i see and uh you know hitchcock was like sure i'll try it he was you know always willing to try something new so yeah 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 uh well all right fantastic and i think he was what he was trying to do was try to elevate you know because it was used for a lot of like monster movies and you know right those kind of things where the stuff's coming out of the screen at your face and i think right, he was trying right. to like, and then you know dial m for murder in 3d like you could see that being enticing yeah and you could see it kind of like that could tr- maybe bring it from the into the mainstream if it, if it was in a movie that had exactly like, you know some big stars in it and a, and a credible director that's maybe, absolutely right. Yeah. Then we start using it for things like remains of the day in 3D. <laughs> My dinner with Andre in 3D. <laughs> also, I love how, uh, you know, uh, d- dialing up a murder, super easy. <laughs> <laughs> just one digit. Just, so just, one, just... just one fucker on the rotary. <laughs> there, she's Yeah, I am... I was told to call here for murder. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That is good. Yeah. Uh, My Fair City's uh, tallest building is one Liberty Place, and that tops out at 61 stories. Okay. There you go. 61. A little 61 in My Fair City. Taller than uh, old Billy Penn's hat. That's right. Yeah. They had to get like uh, the special uh, clearances and so forth. Ridiculous. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah. Um, 61 is the number of Citadel cadets on the Summerall Guards, the premier Mm. military drill unit in the United States. Wow. The Summerall Guards. Is it Pat Summerall? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I thought so too, but no. It's named after General Charles P. Summerall. Oh, that guy. General Charles P. Summerall. (laughs) Former chief of staff of the U.S. Army and president of the Citadel from 31 to 53. Huh. All right. The Citadel. The Citadel. Yeah. What is that? It's a college, right? Like a military college or something? Yeah. It's like the, uh, it's like the military college in uh, South Carolina, I think, right? I don't know. I don't know where it is. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it's in South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Military college. Your standard uh, military college. Sure. 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 <laughs> 61 is the number of points required to win a standard game of cribbage. Oh, cribbage. Only you cribbage. You like a little cribbage, do you? Only cribbage would have like the final score of 61. You it's know what I mean? really <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> what do you yeah. want to play? What do you want to play up to? I don't know, 61. <laughs> <laughs> How about 60? <laughs> <laughs> Could I have 65? 
(laughs) (laughs) Just had to keep narrowing it down. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand cribbage at all. Like it's 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 you got dice, you got little pegs you're moving around. I mean it's 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 completely baffling to me. You got cards, you got pegs. Well there's the cards, there's the pegs, there's a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and the yeah, name. I don't. I have no. I have no idea. I have no interest or idea. Yeah, no. And the name sounds like something you, you know, like you got to clean up your kid's mess out of the bassinet. You know, what I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh oh, we had a little cribbage over in the middle of the night, leaky diaper. <laughs> Let me get that out of there. Or like all you can think of is cribs. Yeah. Like I'm fascinated by cribbage. <laughs> it's all I can think about are different kinds of cribs, sizes, styles, <laughs> polymers. <laughs> Yeah, cribbage. It just makes no sense to me. It does. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with cribbage. Cribbage, <laughs> you're, you're canceled. <laughs> All right, here's the new segment I teased earlier off mic. I didn't tease it to everyone. I just teased it to you. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, and it's not even a new segment. It's just another way to sort of look at the numbers. Sure. But uh, stick with me now. Okay. David Rush, a gentleman, uh-huh. has more than 100 Guinness World Record titles to his name. Wow. For example, the longest time balancing a lawnmower on his chin. (laughs) That was four minutes. Wow. Uh, Yeah, of that John Deere right on the old, right on the old chinaroo. Was it running at the time? No, not running. Not running. Okay. Not running. And just if you're trying to imagine it, it was the handle, handily push kind, uh, handle on the bridge, right on the old bridge of the thing, and then the mower and engine. Gotcha. Uh, dangling uh, dangerously above your head there. Wow. For four minutes. That's impressive. David Rush also stacked 30 bars of wet soap. <laughs> A Guinness World Record. Wait, he... The he, previous he, he, record was 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, he smashed through that. He killed it. I mean, but he, all you have to do is stack them? Stacked them up. They I mean, just, you make light of it. I'd like to see you stack three, but I I want to try it. I'm like <laughs> right now, I want to go and run in the bathroom and get some wet bars of soap and you see what we can do. You don't have thirty bars of soap. No, I don't even have three. I don't yeah. think so. I, it's going to be tough, but I'm interested. I'm curious about this. And we know that you don't keep them in the bathroom where you defecate. <laughs> so I don't know where you would go for them. Where would you go? The kitchen? Where do you keep your bars of soap? No, they're in the bathroom. <laughs> you mean well i know you don't wash in there (laughs) you like to you like to take a trip around old mrs robinson's barn before you scrub them up (laughs) still 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 the weirdest thing i know about you and i know a lot of weird things about you all right but back to david rush if and now everyone knows (laughs) well that's you know but cookies right (laughs) So David Rush teamed up with a fella, his buddy, named Jonathan Hannon. Okay. And they practiced their behind-the-back basketball passing technique for several months (laughs) before the official attempt at the Cathedral of the Rockies in Boise. Okay. They smashed the record, (laughs) which was previously 54 behind-the-back passes in one minute. And I'm sure you can see where this is headed. They managed to complete 61 passes behind the back in one minute. Wow. 61 behind the back basketball passes. That's pretty good. There's video of this online. Oh, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. I was just going to ask you if there were. It's utterly delightful. 
Um, they're standing, I want to say, maybe 10 feet apart, 15 feet apart. Not So not like super far, but far enough. Uh-huh. You know, a, a pass, if it went awry in the minute, it would totally deplete the numbers. Sure, sure. You know, so they had to be, you know, accurate on the money and the rhythm. Rhythm was part of it, you know, the whole deal. Right. It's fun to watch. It shouldn't be a world record. It's stupid. <laughs> but... They did it 61 times in a minute, which is, you know, slightly more than one a second, which is impressive. I, I would I do want to see there was one ball between them. Right. They didn't have like two balls going. Yeah, at no, once. they had the one ball. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you if you add a ball, does that change the record? I think you could do. I mean, you if you count twice, each, twice yeah, as you many, do twice as many I would, if you if you could keep the rhythm steady, you'd you have know? to keep the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it was just one ball. Now I'm thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> They should have double balled it. And if you were good enough that you could do three balls. You could never do three balls. Why not? Not at this distance. Oh, too far I think apart. If you st- maybe stood a little further back, you could maybe get three going. Uh-huh. But then the passes get harder. I, I don't just don't think, I don't see three being a thing. Two, though, <laughs> you really are an innovation, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I get paid for this. And I'm sure it's innovations equally as impressive as this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just to add one more of something. Uh, what if there was another ball? <laughs> what, how would that be? <laughs> That's brilliant. What about three balls? That's dumb. Uh, all right, so two then. <laughs> But that's it. That's it. You just that you just that's eight hours of my day. What you just <laughs> did right there. That's it. That's how it that's goes. A, that's beautiful, buddy. That's beautiful. You I can think of no one more suited for the job. <laughs> like we even have a slide that shows like use words like what if or <laughs> what, like what if dot 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 there were two balls. How about we use three balls? That kind of thing. Like it's uh, literally we have that. I love that You so brought much. it perfectly to life. How about we <laughs> shoot ourselves in the face? <laughs> That's what I would be thinking. Uh-huh. uh-huh. If well, I had a sheet that told me what the phrases I should be using. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy has lots of world records, obviously. David Rush. Yeah, m- more than 100. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's quite a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now we're moving into some sports ball stuff. Cool. Uh, we've, we've already sort of touched on Maris and his 61 homers in 1961. That's a fun bit of numerology that he did it in 61. That's fun. It is fun. Um, br- uh, breaking Ruth's single season record. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, and he was reviled for doing it. He was, yes, because Ruth was so beloved. Right. And, and that's what, that's what sig- the movie really touches on is how, how he got death threats. He was... And all he was trying to do was play the game to the best of his ability. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just a country boy hitting some hitting the ball hard as he could. That's all That's he right. Was. Playing yeah. the game the right way. He was a good teammate, you know, his teammates loved him. He was a good guy. He just hated all the all the hubbub. Right, right. You know, all the, the media circus really got to him. Yeah, you wonder if his he had hair not started to fall out. He just he was a mess. He was a mess. You wonder if he had not been a Yankee. Let's say he was playing for you know the Kansas City Royals or the right, you know, some right. team out in the country, sort of. Yeah. If it, if it would have been better for him. Solid point. Yeah, I I I'm sure it would have been yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nolan Ryan and Tom Seaver each had 61 career total shutouts. So that's wow. fun. Yeah, that's fun. Two greats of the mound. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Absolutely. Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, 61 yeah. shutouts. That's pretty. That's that's a high number of shutouts. That's not it bad. Is. That's good. Um, hockey great Wayne Gretzky, in fact, the great one, as I understand it. True. Holds or shares 61 National Hockey League records, 40 for the regular season and 15 for the Stanley Cup and or playoffs. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of records. It is a lot of records. Yeah, they, they call him the great one. For so. a good reason, too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, the number of laps in the first Formula One night race at the Singapore Grand Prix was 61 laps. Was it called the Night Rider? <laughs> oh, that it were. <laughs> I, w- I really wish it was. But I it do wasn't. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is, I'll just, let me just say this about Night Rider. Please, please. Because I was doing the theme earlier. There is a YouTube video where there's a woman who plays the Night Rider theme on eight cellos. And it's amazing. All at the same time? Well, you know, she, you know, it's like a Zoom, you know, like a Brady Bunch window thing where she does, you know, they're all synced together and she does just plays. Oh, so she played all the separate parts and then synced them. Right. On eight cellos. And it's. Oh, I'd love to see that. It's fantastic. You got to check it out. Because I do love that theme. It's It's a great great theme. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, It rocks. This thing. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Okay. All right, you'll, you're going to watch two guys pass a basketball, and I'm going to watch something cool. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, wrapping it up here, two players in my beloved association have worn the number 61. Uh, one of them named Bevo Nordman. <laughs> oh, my God. How did we ever miss Bevo Nordman? <laughs> Because I've never heard of Bevo Nordman. No, nor have I. His nickname, which is going to grab you uh, uh, by the funny bone, I imagine, was Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Bevo Nordman. Bevo Bob Nordman. That's right. Played for the Cincinnati Royals in 62. Wow. And the only other fella to wear 61 was named Dave Pointek, and he wore that for the Cincinnati Royals in 1963. Wow. <laughs> Clearly, the, the Cincinnati Royals hated the refs. <laughs> they were like, fuck you. We're going to have numbers that really stress your fingers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and but I think after Point Tech wore it, they were like, "We got to retire that number. We can't. <laughs> no other Cincinnati Royal will ever wear 61 <laughs> ever again." In fact, they were embarrassed that they, <laughs> you know, defamed Bob by letting someone else wear 61. That's right. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Point Point Tech was a career seven, four, and one guy. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> so you when you're talking numbers like that. <laughs> Yeah, no one's wearing that number. I mean, you, you can't compare that to Nordman. I mean, Nordman. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about Nordman? We're talking about Nordman? We're talking about Nordman, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Nordman, man. Nordman, man. <laughs> he don't care. He don't care. We're not talking about Point Tech. We're talking about Nordman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Point Tech and Nordman together again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And that does it for this week. Oh, yeah. That was fun on a bun. Fun on a bun? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Zumbo. That was, oh, uh, it was it great. It is always my pleasure. 
Good, 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 good. Well, uh, do you want to do, I don't know, a little PDB stuff? Always. This week on Pasty Doughy Guy. <laughs> New podcast idea right there. there you go. Pasty Doughy Guy. Well, what, this week on Pasty Doughy Guy. And then we, we find PDG. some Pasty Doughy Guy and we put different stuff. We just stuff, talk about Pasty Doughy Guy. We guys. just put different stuff on him and see what happens. Could also be Pasty Doughy Gals. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, we're opening it up here. That's right. We got to be inclusive. Pasty Doughy Gods. <laughs> Yes. Right? There's tons of those. Oh, my God. Buddha, for example. <laughs> Buddha. <laughs> Probably the OG PDG. For, is he is he pasty, though, Buddha? I mean, he's, he was. I've seen him light blue. <laughs> I've seen him a light blue. Okay. All right. I'll work with that. I mean, I, yeah, we're going to have to maybe squeeze it in yeah. there, but I, I think it's worth it. Ganesha? I mean, come on. <laughs> and they got Vishnu, too, into the bargain. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> well, last time we saw Shelly talking on a phone and uh, pretending to be a woman. <laughs> That's what we saw. That's what we were looking at. That's right. That was a dynamic scene. <laughs> and this time we're going to be looking at George and Dave. Out. I'm glad we're back to the coffee shop with George and Dave. It's a familiar place, familiar people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So, yeah, the, the, apparently they've stopped by that that old coffee shop again and uh they're i guess they're going to get in some kind of trouble but uh i suppose we'll find out yeah let's find out deadbeats deadbeats all of them our mistake we shouldn't have gone back to work there in the first place we have to why? To avoid going to prison? How am I going to avoid going to prison stealing a lead whacker? You ever steal one? I think I might have stole one once. No, if you stole one, you'd know. What are we going to do, Dave? Bunch of fucking nonsense, George. What can we do? I'm telling you, it's nonsense. That mystery man wants us to steal a thing. What do we know about him? What do we know about him? Him, yes. What do we know? I don't know. Nothing, exactly. Now let's do some thinking. Guy comes to us, gives us his card. What do I do? I read it. Now that's thinking. So? So the guy's a fraud, George. That's what I'm telling you. How do you know? Just look at his card. I already looked at it. Fucking look at it again. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense. Well, there's the card stock, there's the embossing, there's a lot of stuff. No, George, it's a fucking con. I'm telling you. Well, let me see here. Ichabod Mistopheles Nabodi, licensed henchman. Specializing in intimidation and strong-arm tactics. Call for a good crime. <laughs> that's, that's clever. So what? I don't get it. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense, George. This isn't a real person. What are you talking about? We met him. I don't care if he kissed your grandma's wrinkled ass. It's not a real person. Look at his fucking name, George. What about it? Ichabod Mistopheles Nabodi. I am Nabodi. I am nobody. I am nobody. Holy shit. That's what I've been saying to you. I don't understand. If he's nobody, then who is he? It's not obvious to you? No. You know who it is. Who? Guy offers us compensation. Steal the lead whacker for him. One grand. 
He pays us two, I'll eat my hat. That's thinking. Now, he's got the lead whacker. He goes into business for himself. That's what? That's thinking. Who? Who's got a steady job, regular job, closet full of costumes nobody's touched? Who? Who goes around bragging he's a master of disguise, George? Who? Glenister. You're goddamn right it's Glenister. He gets his hands on that lead whacker. Before you know it, he's going wild. He is? And you know who has to stop him. Who? We do. We do? We're men here, George. But how can we be sure it's him? Those fucking squeaky shoes and him going on about that mulberry silk suit. Fuck you. I saw that same suit hanging up in Spirit Halloween on Michigan Avenue. I thought that was a Toys R Us. It was. Now it's a fucking Spirit Halloween. Huh. Fuck you. What I say. Fuck you. I say we kidnap Glenister and we beat it out of him. What? And if he's taking that lead whacker for himself... Himself? Then we make him take us with him. He give me a job? He could take you on, yes. We do this thing right. I don't know, Dave. I think you might be wrong. It couldn't be more fucking obvious. Glenister's the fucking shadow guy, George. No, I mean the store on Michigan. I just drove by there yesterday. It's still a Toys R Us, I think. Fucking spirit Halloween. It is? Yes. What kind of outfit is it when, when people, when capitalists come and they take, they take over our toy stores? Oh, Georgie. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love this one so much. It's very topical and timely, too, because they're talking about Spirit Halloween. It's, we're two weeks away from Halloween. Right. They're not even two, two, like a week and a half. Yeah, this leads me down a rabbit hole of these seasonal stores. I got a real problem with these things. Buddy. Tell me about it. Tell, preach, well, I mean, preach. I, mean, I don't want to get off on a rant here. Do it, do it. But I hate them with a passion. Why? Seasonal stores? Yeah. You, you like this idea. No, I just want to know why you hate them so much. Well, because I, I, I need uniformity. <laughs> I need constancy. What, you can't... You can't be Halloween one minute, then then you're selling Thanksgiving uh, uh, decorations and cornucopias, then you're selling Christmas shit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I won't have it. I won't have it. I'm, I'll I, never shop in one of these places. I can't agree. I can't agree with you more. There's, uh, you know, there's a whole line of stores called the Christmas Tree Shop. Like, what? what do they sell the rest of the year? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. And it's what, all they sell ornaments there. What I got there, ornaments. I went into. I made it. I made it. Gone into one once. Uh, if you got <laughs> no, into if you one, went you into know. one, you'd know. <laughs> and it was wall to wall shit from China. That's like all it is. It's just all. That's all it is. That's all it's doing. <laughs> it's like knickknacks and tacky little things you buy for the home. Right. Little decorations. Little. Right. You know knickknacks and blah blah. Yeah, just terrible. Because what we need is more chachka. Right, exactly. Right, and then there's the other problem of the Spirit Halloween, which is the sort of zombie store where it's like a, a, a place closes down, like a Toys R Us, and then in October or September, Spirit Halloween, you know, swoops in, brings it back to life, barely, like they right. barely decorate the place. They're putting up, like it looks like like a like they're, they're putting up like a backstage inside right. the store. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like half decorated and it's half like piled up shit all over the place right and then after halloween is over they just abandon the place again they move out and they and then it's a zombie store it's just like dead this shit's dead it it is i'll tell you what i don't want to i don't want to lump party stores into this mix because sometimes there's a little crossover there i like a party store okay i need a place where you can go and get you know a little little 
handshake buzzers all year round. Like I <laughs> like you need these kinds of places. You really do. <laughs> you do. What do you need? You need a whoopee cushion. <laughs> you, need a, you need a hand buzzer. You know. Right. You need novelties. You got to blow up some balloons. That's right. Right. You need mylar. Where are you, you going to go? You go to a party store. That's exactly right. You need a tank of uh, of uh, helium. You go to a party store. Then let's let the party stores handle the seasonal items. That's true. You understand? The, they can roll out a new display depending on the season. That's right. Yeah. All right. I this the whole Dave Moss thing really infected my whole persona here. I <laughs> I can hear it. I can feel it. <laughs> Dave I Moss like, will do I that to like, you. I want to like take over shit and put on a, a wrinkled suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's what happens when, uh, you know, when you hear Dave Moss and you get on his, you know, you, you get into that. Yeah, so and he's never too far from my from my heart and soul. So It's infectious. It's a short trip back to Dave Moss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, Sounds the Spirit of Halloween, that, that's a big point. Any other big points you want to uh, call out for us here? Well, I mean, there's a lot of highlights here, but I think if we just start at the top... <laughs> It's just the easiest way to do that. <laughs> All right. So there they are. They're sitting in the coffee shop, that same sitting old coffee there. shop. It looks like that famous painting uh, of the people <laughs> at night in the coffee shop. I can never remember that what that painting is called, but you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. It's like Boulevard of Broken some or other. Yeah, something like that. Boulevard, Boulevard of Broken, broken Bullshit. Right. <laughs> is that what it is? Something like that. Bunch sitting of there nonsense. And, and Moss is going on a rant. Deadbeats, deadbeats, all of them. Yeah, wait. He's smoking. George is wet. It's a whole thing. Right. It's like it's it's a standard. It's the standard operating procedure for these two. It's crazy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, our mistake. We shouldn't have gone back to work there in the first place. Right. Which uh, you know he makes. I mean, I, I guess they 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 say they had no choice. I mean, I guess they had a difficult choice, but. Well, as Dave Moss is my spirit animal, I can I can attest to the fact that the minute he says yes to something, he immediately regrets it. <laughs> right. That is me in a nutshell as well. Like, I, yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Why did I say I would do that? Like, immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so I think that's, he's just like, we shouldn't have gone back to work there. What were we thinking? Right, right, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, and George says they have to. And Moss like, why? To avoid going to prison? Right, it's tr- supposedly keeping them out of the the pen. Right, and now how's he going to stay out of prison uh, stealing a lead whacker? Stealing something, exactly. Right. <laughs> Makes <laughs> a good point. They're right back in the same problem they were in the first place. That's right. And then he asked George uh, an interesting question. Do you ever steal one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this brand spanking new innovative technology that <laughs> no one else in the world has. You ever steal one of these? <laughs> George thinks he may have stole one once. I may have stolen one <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And I guess uh, Dave is right. If you'd stolen one, you'd know. Yeah, that, that one's <laughs> going to stick out. <laughs> yeah. You'd remember something like that. Exactly. I mean, how many how many things have do you have to steal before you forget that you stole a lead whacker? <laughs> like how many more interesting things are there to steal? They'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm, I think I might have stole one once. <laughs> Yeah, George is scrolling through all the many things he stole. Maybe there was a lead whacker. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Brilliant. Uh, and 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 so George, like, what what are we gonna do? Yeah, now he's into like this. This is a thing. We got yeah. we got to figure this out. Right, Moss. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense. And well, then Moss we... goes. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, just what can we do, George? Yeah, asks. what? Yeah, what can we do exactly? But Moss is is uh, convinced that the, it's nonsense and and that this there's something about this mystery man, the the shadow guy, that's not quite right. Right. So he starts going through. He starts doing some thinking. <laughs> a lot of thinking. Yeah, a lot of Moss. thinking. It is. Yeah. <laughs> what do we know about him? Him? Yes. What do we know? They don't know anything about him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now let's do some thinking. Guy comes to us, gives us his card. <laughs> what do I do? I read it. I read it. <laughs> now that's, that's thinking. Because <laughs> normally you just throw that on the street. You know, yeah, somebody well, gives yeah. you their card. You're just yeah, like, oh. you throw it in a win a free sandwich at the raffle uh, jar right. at the deli. That's <laughs> right. what you do with a business card. <laughs> that's right. So that guy wins the free sandwich. That's right. I always do that. Right somebody gives me you. a card, I throw it in the next free sandwich bin I see. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, look, I'm not going to call this guy, but maybe I'll get him a sandwich. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's nice of you. Hey, uh, thanks. So uh, Moss is trying to tell George, no, the guy is a fraud, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, how, and, and how do you know? Well, you just look at his card. Right. And George, George says, well, I already looked at it. I already looked at it. <laughs> 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 Which I guess you, well, you know what, you missed something, George. Right, exactly. Like, that right? solves. Look it. again. Like, <laughs> like that's going to assuage Dave at this point. Like, oh, oh, you looked at it. Okay, <laughs> never, never mind. Let's just let's just go back to work. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and Dave says, "No, fucking look at it again. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense." To which George replies, well, you know, there's the card stock, there's the printing, there's the embossing, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> taking it very literally. You're taking it very literally. Always. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, uh, he says, no, it's a con. George takes the card and he starts looking at it again to try to figure right. out what Moss is on about. Interesting name here. Yeah. The guy's right? name is very interesting. Yeah. Ichabod. Mistopheles Nabodi. Right. <laughs> and uh, I like his card, though. I think the card is very, very well done. He's a lic- licensed henchman. The <laughs> <laughs> card is great. <laughs> it's good to know that he's licensed. You know, at least if you're going to steal something for some guy. Yeah. It, wanna... it just it begs the question, <laughs> where do you go to get that license? <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, is are they insured? <laughs> and if we steal the thing for the guy, is he insured? You know, insured. They... <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but it's a great card, specializing in intimidation and strong arm tactics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> very right. clear. Very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else do you need in a henchman? Well, yeah, and then and then you get a, a clever uh, a wrap up line, a little little zinger, <laughs> it's like in italics. Call for a good crime. And, you know, George likes it. And who can blame him? I can't. I love it. No, it's fantastic. It is good. So, uh, and then he's like, well, so what? What's the problem with that? Big deal. Can, I, can we Can we just a little, just a quick little. Yeah, go ahead. A little divergence here. What What else do henchmen do? <laughs> if if this guy specializes in intimidation and stronger tactics, <laughs> what, what are the other duties he might fulfill on your job? Well, certainly, I think there's like actually hurting people. I think would be a different a different specialty. Like if you're I into see. breaking somebody's legs to get money out of them, right? Leg breaking is yeah, a thing. Exactly. Or yeah, right. extortion could be another thing that they okay. specialize okay. in. Maybe. All you right. Know? So this particular guy, 
intimidation and strong arm tactics. That's right. That's what he does. Nothing right. physical. Like he's just he's in, he's getting he's a real estate agent in the other guy's head. You know what I mean? He's right. just like trying right. to buy real estate in the in the victim's head. And right, he's all up in their kitchen. That's right. But let me say this: <laughs> as a henchman, you say that up front, and you're pretty safe, right? <laughs> like you know, if you're looking at the card, like, well, he's not gonna hurt me, right? Right. It's it says so right here. <laughs> he's true. just trying to intimidate and strong arm me. Exactly. Yeah, but he works for somebody who could hurt you. I think oh, that's somebody the... else could come by. Yeah, he's just a henchman. He's not the main. He's not the general contractor, right? He's just a henchman. Uh, all right, I'm going to say this for the record. When I hire my henchman, that guy's going to be the guy that does the hurting. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to sprain my wrist punching a guy if I right. got a henchman. So you're going to hire like some licensed muscle. Yeah, I'm going to hire a better henchman. Yeah, licensed goon, maybe. That's right. Like that. Goon, yeah. please. Uh, yes, yeah, goon right. me up. <laughs> goon squad me. There yes. you go. Yeah, you need a goon squad. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. All right. I'm glad um, we got that out of the way. It was me a little too. unclear. <laughs> Yeah, the henchman. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but you know the the whole in- industry of being a henchman. It's very broad. There's a lot. There's a lot of depth there. And there are layers. Yeah, exactly. There are layers. It's not just one thing. No, no, no. Like anything. Yeah, it is. It seems to me <laughs> <laughs> that is negotiable. Uh, so then jo- Moss is like, "Hey, George, this is not a real person." And George is like, "What are you talking about? We met him. Right, stood right in front of me. Exactly. Yeah." Uh, and Moss says, I don't care if he kissed your grandma's wrinkled ass. It's not a real person. Good imagery there from Dave. <laughs> Tasty, yeah. Some solid imagery. Right. <laughs> uh, look at his fucking name, George. And George looks at it again. What about it? And then Moss slowly unravels, unpackages the mystery here. Yes. I love it. Yes. Ichabod, Mistopheles, Nabodi. <laughs> That's somebody's name. Come on, George. Yeah. He goes to I the... am nobody. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's funny they didn't notice it earlier. You know, like when <laughs> someone well, first when it's all spelled car. out in the Ichabod Mistopheles, you get you get caught up maybe in that stuff. Right, right. You know? <laughs> you missed the last name kind you, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get thrown off by the cute little like, you know, call for a good crime, you know, and then it's like ha ha ha. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of misdirection going on on that one little business card. That's right. There's a lot to it, and George can't believe it. Like he's he's in shock that they that they missed this or that it's you know that it's now being revealed Holy to him. Holy shit! Yeah. 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 Because what does that mean? I mean, again, who 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 is he? If he's right, nobody? if he's nobody, he's got to be somebody. Right. Because we've met him. Exactly. Who is it? Who is it? And you know, Dave, to Dave, it seems obvious. It's not obvious to you, right? And he said, "You know who it is." That's right. It's That's Mitch right. Murray. Yeah. That's right. And then he goes through this uh, explanation <laughs> of it, uh, which is very, um, it's very sort of Dave Moss driving in the car talking about uh, uh, Jerry Graff, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> with the talking nurses. about what what is and what is not thinking, <laughs> right? Right. And and how the whole scheme with the nurses and the lead whacker, how it all works in his sure. mind. You know, it's all very easy. Guy offers us compensation, steal the lead whacker for him, one grand. He pays us two, I'll eat my hat. That's thinking. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so then the guy apparently would take the lead whacker, go into business for himself. That's right. also thinking. Right. 
That is all. That is th- that's actually thinking. Right. <laughs> it's one of the few things that is actually thinking. Right. Of all the things that Dave Moss <laughs> thinks is thinking, <laughs> this is actually one. Exactly. Right. So who? Who's got a steady job, regular job, closet full of costumes nobody's touched? <laughs> <laughs> who goes around bragging he's a master of disguise? Right. That was my big clue. Yeah. yeah. When well, watching would, the scene right there, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, it would be. How did they all get gathered up in the first place? Right. Exactly. Remember? Remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who else could do such a thing? Exactly. Only... Robert Glenister. There's only one guy. That's right. The heart attack man himself. That's right. <laughs> Robert Glenister. I have to tell you, uh, today uh, I accidentally called my cat Glenister. <laughs> I have a cat named Gherkin. Okay, and I okay, t- okay, okay, wait, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> accidentally called your cat Glenister. That's right. So w- was the accident... The Glenister as opposed to Gherkin? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's the accident. Yeah. Not that you called your cat at all. What? Forgot your cat's name. No. <laughs> I knew his name. I just, for some reason, I, I went to say Gherkin and instead I said Glenister. C- can I suggest changing your cat's name? <laughs> to Glenister? Yeah. <laughs> Is we it could, too late? No, it's never. I mean, I all of our pets have tons of nicknames. I could always oh, okay. just give him a new nickname. So know? Glenister is what I'll call him now. There you now. go. Yeah, you right. can call Great. him Glenister. Great. <laughs> if you recognize him in one of his many disguises. <laughs> Fantastic. I do love a cat in a disguise. You'll I'll admit it. You'll come over. You'll be like, when did you get a raccoon? <laughs> Bill, there's a skunk in your kitchen. <laughs> Damn it, Glenister! That's just Glenister. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's always doing that, uh, right? Uh, and Moss is like, "You're goddamn right, it's Glenister." And if he gets that his hands on that lead whacker, he's before you know it, he's going wild, right? And uh, he suggests that they have to stop him. And uh, George is a little unsure about this whole plan. He's like, well, how do you, how can you be sure that the guy is Glenister and not actually some guy named right. Ichabod Mistopheles Nabodi? Right, right. I mean, and Moss says that you know, the 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 Nabodi, Nabodi. The thing Nibody. that tipped him off was those fucking squeaky shoes and him going on about that mulberry silk suit. Fuck you! I saw that same suit hanging up in Spirit Halloween on Michigan Avenue. Interesting, huh? Yeah, very interesting. What do you, what do we make of that? Uh. What's Glenister doing at uh, walking by Spirit Halloween on Michigan Avenue? What's what's a goofy ass Halloween shop doing on Michigan Avenue? <laughs> That's I got a lot of questions, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, like the Bed Bath and Beyond closed or something, and they <laughs> they swooped right in, you know, and took it over. Well, I guess it was sure. the Toys R Us in this case, you know. But, sure, sure. Yeah, it's a rough economy, you know. It could happen. You're you're right about that. You're right yeah. about that. Uh, but there's a couple possibilities. You're right. One is. The Glenister got the suit from Spirit Halloween. Another one is that Moss is just wrong, that he thinks he saw the same suit at a Spirit Halloween when yeah. actually, you know, it's not the same suit. It's like a Joker not costume. Not actually, no. Not, right. It was like a Joker <laughs> costume, you know, the Joker suit, but it's purple or whatever, but uh, yeah, Moss I, thinks it's something I else. I do tend to believe Dave on this, though. Just my gut feeling, just 
you know, as a viewer. Uh-huh. Well, you, but I, uh, I tend I know, to not believe I know, Dave could, on could anything. I know, go anywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. I mean, I'm just uh, saying he makes some salient points. He does. He does. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, he made a lot of, of uh, really good arguments about stealing the leads, too, and most of them and he were. Was right, and he was right to do it. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I think there's a couple possibilities here that we don't know whether uh, Moss is right in this case or whether, you know, he's just talking out of his ass. Well, I'm saying he's right. Okay. I'm just going on record right All now. Right. Okay. All right. I, I'm, for me, the jury is still out. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Your Honor. Your Honor. Mr. Courtroom Drama <laughs> says the jury is still out. <laughs> Get someone, please. <laughs> Get this defendant off my back. <laughs> um, and then George says, well, I thought that was a Toys R Us. We've sort of been over this, the spirit of right, Halloween. Thing. Right. Uh, and then, so George says, well, Moss says, well, what I say we do is we kidnap Glenister and we beat it out of him. Beat it out of him. This is an interesting plan. It's a it's an interesting tactic. It really is. It's an aggressive move. <laughs> right. So I guess the idea would be they kidnap Glenister, they try to get find out the truth. Like why why is he coming to get them to steal the Leebacker? Obviously George or Moss thinks it's so he can go into business for himself. Himself? <laughs> um Right, thereby the lead whacker would not be owned by Mitch and Murray and company, but by this the solo practitioner, Robert Glenister. That's right, and, he'd, and company. Right, and he he profit from it. But he he acquires the lead whacker by hiring some 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 other guys. Yes, is that right? Our salesman, right? That's right. Yeah, by tricking them into getting it for him. Got it. Instead of stealing it himself. Yeah. yeah, himself. <laughs> why? But why? Why wouldn't he just steal it himself? He's got the keys. He's got access. <laughs> but mean, they, he, they're going to come to everybody. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he he's it's the perfect crime. He could just lock up one night, take the lead wagger with him, come in the next morning, claim he didn't know what happened. True, and he could, he could steal it in a disguise. Like he could bring a disguise <laughs> with him to the office. To write to get caught on camera or to have exactly. someone see him. Exactly. Make right, sure as someone's, a skunk. Yeah, make sure see, someone sees him dressed up as someone else stealing the lead whack. Right. Yeah, I saw a raccoon stealing that thing the other night. <laughs> right, exactly. Then he's off the hook. He's <laughs> yeah, not even a yeah. suspect. Exactly. And why? raccoons already have that little burglar mask on. <laughs> it's perfect. And why is he not a suspect? Because he's not a raccoon. That's right. Yeah. It's simple as that. That's right. But that's not what he did. Do I look like a raccoon to you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I do. Do I? <laughs> well, no. I mean, a little bit in the eyes. I said good day, sir. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Well, I guess he just maybe just wants his hands clean of the whole situation. Exactly. Why wants do to be able to pin it on somebody? Yeah, yeah. Why do it yourself when you can have some dopes do it for you? That's right. Dave's yeah. no dope, though. Come on. She's right through it. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> So then they think maybe they can they can go in on it with him. Like so, they take him, they they kidnap him, rough him up a little bit, and they say, "Okay, right. look, you you we'll get the lead whacker for you, but only if you take us in with you on this whole deal." Right. Which sounds good because you know you don't even have to work to make money if you have the lead whacker. That's right. Just put it's lead the, cards. It's in the there. golden goose. That's right. That is referenced in the original Gun Gag and Ross. It's the water engine. 
they killed the goose. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is the water engine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It just works on its own, kind of. That's right. Uh, um, so, so again, a shockingly liberal take on the world is the water engine. I just want to say that. I just, I don't make it doesn't make any sense. I can't figure it out. I don't know what happened to this guy. Is he, is he gaslighting us? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) It's another like swipe at capitalism, right? Just like Glengarry Glenn Ross shows this depressing view of capitalism. Yeah. That's another one where it's like, but this one is also a swipe at the government. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, but George wants to know if he'd give him a job, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. And, and uh, Dave, again, Dave is, you know, Dave is like, oh, of course he's going to give you a job, but we don't know that, right? right? I mean, he's right. He's saying, yes, if we do this thing right, he'll take you in. But I mean, he doesn't know that. Yeah. Classic Moss. Yeah. So again, that this is kind of the thing that makes me think Moss is kind of making a lot of this stuff up. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. All but right. I don't know. All right. Uh, so Dave, uh, George thinks maybe Dave is wrong about this whole thing. Well, we think that's what he means. Right. <laughs> it couldn't be more obvious. Glenister's the fucking shadow guy. Right. But then George is actually talking about the Toys R Us. Yeah. When he capitalists was, he, come, they take they take over your toy stores. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with George on this. Yeah, well, we know. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much that. That is that, buddy. Yeah. It's a good though. I like I like where this is going. You know what I mean? Yes, I I'll say that I don't like that it is still going. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, it has to be going, I like where it's going. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great last episode. <laughs> really fantastic. I think we, we tied up all the bows and, and ended all the looses that we could. I don't and, know. Uh, and boy, this was a great ride, buddy. <laughs> so you're long. S- you're so <laughs> I can't believe you're so willing to end this like this. I mean, I, well, I really, I'm surprised. You should not be. No. <laughs> But you've I given me I, no alternative. <laughs> like, there's nothing. You just want to end it, and then there's nothing else we can do. What are we going to do? That's the beauty. <laughs> That's the beauty. It's it's when you take the leap of faith that the that the good stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to know where you're headed to get there. No. That's right. Lock that shit down, but I'm writing that down. <laughs> you don't need to know where you're going <laughs> to get there. That is... I mean that is that's right up there with I am the genius of myself. <laughs> it really is. That's right there. It really is. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, uh, great last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> but there's so many loose ends. I mean, what's going to happen to Glenister? The did he is he the shadow guy? I mean, Dave and 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 Shelley's dressing up like a woman. I mean, I don't even know anymore. Do you think? Uh huh. We could have an extended, an extended play version of of a scene. Just let's say we let Grace, we communicate somehow to Grace, who who does seem to be incommunicable, to that we that we're looking to wrap this up. Like find the ending now. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. Like uh, pretend like your show just got canceled. <laughs> right. <laughs> Write some crazy shit that gets to an end of something. 
Right, right. So that fans don't storm the lobby. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, fortunately for us, we don't have fans. <laughs> yeah, no. So we'd that's... be fending off two and a half people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you figure out who the half a person is. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, no, I don't want to know. Uh, yeah, but. um, That's uh, in the offing, right? That's a possibility. Yeah, no, we could totally do that. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we could do I that. mean, if it's just about tying up ends for you, let's tie them up. We'll tie, we'll tie, 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 tie. We'll tie them all up. <laughs> what about quality, though? You're just, you're just like... You, wait. You, you. Wait. <laughs> I refer you back to 61 previous episodes. <laughs> quality is your concern? <laughs> the quality? The quality is quality? your concern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is of no concern to you, clearly. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's uh, I I don't know, but it's but you know I need some options here, Zumbo. I let's, can't just let's like... wrap this puppy up like a mummy. Let's wrap it. <laughs> let's wrap it up tight. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll st- we'll okay. I'll see what right. we, what Grace. I mean, is it's, we'll of. talk to Grace, right? It's yeah, up to yeah. Grace mostly. Yeah, that's right. We'll see what she's capable of doing. What she can, because <sighs> it takes her time to generate all this stuff. I understand. You know? I understand. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I do. I understand. <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I know. You, I'm just anxious over here. I know. Well, I, I I'm anxious too. I want to know, but I want to see some. I want to see some ideas. I guess. Yeah, I but that, s- that's where the leap of faith comes in. <laughs> but what you do we? Can, you don't. There's no like. I'll take a leap of faith, but I just need to know everything about it before I do. I'm not saying everything. That's not a leap of faith, my friend. <laughs> I'm not saying I need to know everything. <laughs> I just want to know something. That's a that's a leap. <laughs> Of overwrought knowledge. <laughs> you don't need to know so much. Quit with trying to know everything all the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was our last episode. Fine. <laughs> what are we doing next week? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Well, I mean, I, look, I didn't say this should be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we could, we, we could compile a bit more. Yeah. Compile. Compile. See, I just I'm throwing buzzwords at you. <laughs> I don't disagree with you on the compiling. I'm okay, all great. about compiling. Great. That's Let, fine. All right, great. Great. But then what? Well, and, then, then and there's a then number what? of ideas. Okay, yes, let's there's have a number them. of ideas I'm staring at. Well, then, <laughs> why can't I stare at them <laughs> as well? And talk about them with you off the microphones. Well, do, do you, I mean, I'm the idea guy. I mean, I know this was my idea. Look where it got us. <laughs> Maybe the next one should be your idea. Two weeks ago, you said to me, I have thousands of podcast ideas. I do. I have an endless, I have an endless stream of podcast ideas. And you promised to send them to me. And so not, far, I've not seen not a single one. Them. I don't need all of them. Just give me some. Necessarily uh, work with you. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me some of the ones that do, and then right. maybe it'll help me to generate some new ideas. All right. Is it clearly an off-air conversation, though? This right? is. This is. This is horrible. Yes. This is. We're, we're <laughs> just. This is. I don't know what we're doing anymore. Well, it's a great last episode. <laughs> really solid way to wrap this up. It was quite a ride, buddy. It really has. I been. had a blast with you. <laughs> <sighs> and then uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week with more fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 What would David Mamet?